There was a time when people just watched the evening news, and if Walter Cronkite said a lone deranged gunman uh, killed John F. Kennedy, everybody believed it. But those uh, those days of, uh, b- b- those days no no longer exist. What you saw over 2019 was the the ma- mainstream media suddenly realizing that a lot of people were getting were ignoring them and getting their information from elsewhere. And they, you, it was an unprecedented situation because the mainstream media would start writing articles about what had appeared on the Internet after uh, all these years power. of simply ignoring the Internet. So that, that's, that's what happened. But what you saw with the coronavirus thing was science. Science, ever since the whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to date it, uh, the Renaissance, uh, Galileo, Newton, uh, science is your guide to ultimate reality. And it replaced religion. religion. Ah, the religion of science, right? Instead of it being a method of investigation, which is that's all it's supposed to be. Isn't that right? Just a method of it's not supposed to be some kind of dogma religious thing, you know, or some. No, it's supposed to be uh, the antidote to dogma and religion. Uh, And it was uh, started off being simply a description of the physical world, bodies in motion in the physical world. And then it became the ultimate reality, uh, explanation of ultimate reality, which is where I got the title. So the first chapter in Logos Rising deals with Bertrand Russell, who called himself a philosopher, but he was there to explain how science was the ultimate reality. And uh, ultimate reality, according to Bertrand Russell, was little balls bumping into each other. The balls were known as atoms. And that was the explanation of everything. And that explanation collapsed during Bertrand Russell's lifetime. The reason for the collapse, he even mentions it in one of his books that came out in the 1920s, and he understood that quantum mechanics basically had destroyed that uh, atomistic view of the world. Uh, And that's caused a crisis, and, and it takes a while, but eventually that crisis starts to seep down into uh, the normal everyday life of people. And the, the test came with the COVID virus. It was basically these people like Fauci and Bill Gates were telling us they had contact with ultimate reality and they knew what it was. And it was a COVID virus. And not only did they know what it was, they know what you had to do, which is basically wait until they get a vaccine and then stand up in line and allow yourself to be injected with Bill Gates vaccine. Uh, yeah, well, that's a great. That was going to be one of our questions for you. Was what? What about the mandatory vaccines coming this way? And what is it possible to? I don't know. Be a, is it possible to be a Christian and take them? I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, first of all, the term vaccine has undergone a kind of mutation over this period of time. Now, in, in the beginning, there's actually a Supreme Court decision where uh, the, the government supposedly has the right to make you take a small pack, small box vaccine. Uh, and, but the vaccines have been expanded largely because uh, big pharma doesn't have to test them. The FDA doesn't uh, exempts them from testing them the way they have to test normal medicine. And so they can bring out any wow. vaccine they want, and they're exempt from any liability uh, lawsuits. So this is a goldmine for the yes. vaccine people, and it's a goldmine for Bill Gates. And Bill Gates has tried these vaccines out on people in India and Africa and was driven out of those countries because of all the people he killed. So now we're supposed to think that, uh, oh, no, we're not supposed to know that. And we're supposed to just have faith in Bill Gates. 
Trust we don't guy. know that, though. What you just said, Dr. Jones, I, yeah, don't, was, know, I don't think anybody knows that. That, that, that I didn't they're know not that. subject to the, I didn't. Did you, Will? Yeah, that, that, no, that's I didn't know subject that. to the. Uh, right, uh, where would say India and Africa, right? Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that the COVID virus did was to make people aware of the dangers of vaccines. Uh, and. Uh, uh, like a lot of people, maybe? a lot of people didn't know that Bill, a lot of people thought that Bill Gates was involved with Microsoft. Well, those days are in the past. And then they found out he was involved with vaccines. They found out about Robert Kennedy Jr. and all the work that he's done uh, assembling all this uh, information about the negative impact that these vaccines have. Because we're not talking about something that, okay, smallpox and vac- vaccination has been in existence for a couple hundred years. And it was never safe. There were always people who died of it. The, the uh, Puritan, not the Puritan, but the, 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 uh, the New Jersey divine um, Jonathan Edwards. I guess he's a kind of Puritan. It was 18th century. But uh, he was uh, at Princeton University. He got a smallpox, smallpox inoculation, and he died of it. And people do die of these things. But there's some type of sense, well, the greater good is that most people won't. But that was one thing that had been tried for about 200 years. It succeeded to the point where smallpox pretty much died out, except for bioweapons labs like Fort Detrick. Uh, so stay away from there. But, uh, but now right. we've un- unprecedented numbers of vaccines. So yeah. when I was a child, I got, small, I got inoculated for smallpox, and it left a scar on my, uh, on my arm. And you can tell my generation because that's what that yeah. was, and that was up it. on the shoulder, right? right. Yeah, up on the yeah. shoulder, upper they, arm. They you know, you can tell people. Uh, right. So that was pretty much it. Uh, but now, yeah. uh, and then when my children uh, were born, then it was mumps, um, measles, and rubella, and oh, uh, that know, seemed to work now. out. But the number wow. has proliferated, and no one seems to be willing to look into the fact that maybe the things themselves are dangerous. Maybe they shouldn't be. Maybe they should be tested like every other dangerous drug. And maybe the right. combination is really toxic. These are all questions that will get you fired from certain jobs. Uh, uh, like yeah, talk okay. show hosts, it's toxic to, for a talk sure. show host to, to raise these questions. You'll get drummed off the talk show. But, <laughs> yeah, but now we now sure we've come, You can't stand for about anything. No, it, it, so, so now we are more aware of that, and I think that's one of the positive results of the uh, coronavirus, this uh, uh, increased awareness that you probably do not want to line up when Bill Gates announces he's got this vaccine. Because, first of all, if you're, if you're still alive to line up, it means that you probably already had the coronavirus and your body had developed an immunity to it, and you don't need the vaccine. Yeah. I get really mad at those people wearing masks because they can't take my herd immunity. That's right. First of all, the the mask is symbolic. It's it's a it's a kind of virtue signaling. It's it's saying that you're a good citizen and you're following orders. In terms of the the coronavirus, it swept through the population. It's on its way out, and all of the lockdown basically did, did nothing but exacerbate the situation. 
And once again, they're going after Trump. And that's what you think right from the I, – I've been thinking that right along, too. Get called all kinds of – oh, he works for the Jews. They want to say, oh, he works for the Jews and all this. But every action I see, he, he's not – he's not. They, they want him dead. They want him gone. Well, first um, of all, I, I, I believe that Trump works for the Jews. I think he does. If you look at our foreign policy, it's a disaster. His, his relationship with Iran is a complete disaster, a complete mistake, and the world is a less safe place than before he came into office. But really? that being said, he was right on the coronavirus, and he was right on the riots, which brings us to the next crisis. All right. Okay. Right. So what you, what you see here now, uh, as of, uh, what it was, a week ago or something like that, the lockdown had pretty much failed in places like Michigan. The people were so furious at Governor Whitmer and her lesbian They're attorney general. Showing up with their ARs at the, at the march and stuff. Yeah. They showed up oh, yeah. with guns in Lansing. Yep. And, and this made a big impression on Gretchen, who <laughs> felt that these people were enemies, her enemies. And she right. eventually reached the point where it was pretty clear that uh, she felt that the people of Michigan were her enemies, uh, and and her attorney general was even worse in this regard. And so she would she had painted herself into a corner here, because mm. she's insisting on the lockdown. She's insisting right. on the lockdown when it's not necessary, and the people are becoming more and more furious. And in a situation like that, you need to be rescued. She needed to be rescued. She needed some helicopter to fly in to Lansing so that she could hang on the runner and they would take her out, you know. And what right. that that was was the rioting in Minneapolis. So once – so wow. this – in other words, the, this crisis is time – Is it a false flag, Dr. Jones? I mean, really? Is that, is that what you think? It's a full-on – or, or – No, no I think that there was, really a real, I would, there was a real man in Minneapolis who died right. at the hands of the police yeah. and the police – should be held responsible for kneeling on him too long after he said, I can't breathe. That was inexcusable okay. what they did. It was a real incident. But who cares? Okay. Who That's cares fine. if it's a real that... incident because the media right. needed an excuse to distract us from the fact that the people right. had declared the lockdown over. Oh, the right. people were walking out. Sure. And so suddenly you got all these people rushing out in the streets. But it's okay now. It's okay if you demonstrate uh, support of uh, George Floyd. You don't have to do yeah. social distancing. Then you there's don't no have more to social distancing. Yeah. As long as you're burning down a building, it's okay. Wow. Wow. That's what For they're real. supporting. They're supporting the criminals. The police will help and, uh, you now in some places. So now we, now we have a real... Kneeling, what's that? Uh, now we have a serious crisis, a serious constitutional serious. crisis. Absolutely. Because of what happened in Minneapolis, because these people are—they're not protesters; they're revolutionaries, and right. they, they, we know that Criminal. because they burned down the police station. Now this is right. serious. This was, this is like the beginning of the French Revolution, when the people of Paris stormed the Bastille. That was the beginning of the French Revolution. It's 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 exactly analogous to that situation. Okay, yeah. and the mayor uh, of Minneapolis is incapable of protecting the people of Minneapolis. He's incapable of restoring order. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know whether you've seen the, the video. What's his name? Jacob Frey? Jacob Frey. Frey. Yeah. And is it just so happened a coincidence that he happens to be a Jewish gentleman? I think I think this is this is the the tragedy of the Jew at this point, because there's a saying the saying is it's in the Jewish revolutionary spirit, the book that I wrote. But the revolution Uh, always devours its own Jews. um, This is a Jewish. Pardon me. Logos Rising. That's the one you think is in that spirit. No, I I wrote a previous book called. Oh, no, the revolutionary. Yes, I've seen that on there. Okay, that's right. Right. This is a quote from the Jewish revolutionary spirit. Uh, where the the revolution. So here you have a guy, a Jew uh, from out of town, who comes to town and he's got the reputation of being a civil rights lawyer. Well, what is the civil rights movement? Well, if you read the Jewish revolutionary spirit, you'll see that it was basically the Black Jewish Alliance. It was the culmination of the Black Jewish Alliance that began around the time of the Leo Frank case when the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, came into existence uh, and swore revenge on the South. This is um, it's not my explanation. Harold Cruz, the man who blew up the Black Jewish Alliance in 1967 when he wrote a book called The Crisis of the Negro Intellectual, he said the civil rights movement, he was a member of the Communist Party, by the way, and the book was about how the Jews uh, simply used the Negro in Harlem as their proxy warrior for their agenda. And he said that was true of the civil rights movement. Yep. Yep. And so he is is the one who blew it up, and he's the one who said the civil rights movement was revenge for Leo Frank, for the lynching of Leo Frank. The Jews have a long memory, and the ADL went after these people. Now, to get back to the story here, the main story, the ADL is involved in the Minneapolis case. Okay, now the ADL uh, spends a lot of its time and effort sending American police departments to Israel. There it is. When the kneeling came up, I wanted to bring it up, and thank you for going there. Now, that's what we wanted. Yes. We got it. So so you look, so if you're an American and you look at that, (laughs) there is the cop, the white cop, the symbol of authority, which means he's bad kneeling on the black man who is the symbol of the oppressed, and he's good, even though he happens to be a criminal, a long criminal record, and so on and so forth. That's what you see when you're American. If you're a Palestinian, if you're a Palestinian and you look at that picture, you say, hey, that's the knee chokehold that the Israelis use on Palestinians. And it it turns out that actually the Minneapolis Police Department was sent to a seminar run by Israeli, uh, I think it was Shin Bet, uh, 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 police police training seminar in Chicago, where they were taught how to basically treat the citizens of Minneapolis in the way that Israelis treat Palestinians. And that's what happened. Now, that's one side of that story. That's one side of that story. That's the white guy Hmm. side of the story. Now, the black side of the story is you got another Jew, uh, George Soros, funding Black Lives Matter. So you mm. put these two things together, and you're creating a revolutionary situation. That's exactly what caused the revolutionary situation in Minneapolis. Yeah, the first one is Zionism. That's the knee on the neck. The second one is Bolshevism. Yeah. That's funding the revolution. That's right. That's exactly it. And That's those were the two... 
the two options during the 19th century in the pale of the settlement where most Jews lived. Am I going to be a Zionist like Herzl, uh, uh, or am I going to be a Bolshevik like, like Trotsky? And then you had intermediary figures like Jabotinsky, Vladimir Jabotinsky, who was both a terrorist and a Zionist. And, of course, that, that was the group. still going on to some degree? Which, sure are they is. called something different now? Uh, what do you call um, what do you call a terrorist in Israel? The answer is Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> so you have Menachem Begin, a, a terrorist, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the Stern yeah. the Stern Gang and Irgun and all of these terrorist organizations, right. and we're supposed to forget about that, and we never associate Israelis with terrorism. But it was born. David the state of Israel was born out of terrorism. Sure. The, the, the bombing of Vegas after World War II and, and, and after World War II in the King David Motel, right? He orchestrated King David, that's one. That's right. right. That was a terrorist attack on British soldiers orchestrated by these Jew, uh, Jewish terrorist groups. Yes, absolutely. Right. I think it was 96 well, people that, died. How do we approach the, the JQ, the Jewish question, without sounding like a crazy person? You're able to do it without sounding like somebody ranting, and, and uh, I, I, we love you for that. Um, Thank uh, you. Thank you. The easiest, the shortest way to do that is read the Jewish revolutionary spirit, because that is not, there's nothing that's, racial that's your, about your this I'm critique. definitely going to read it now. I'm absolutely after I've been working on, on it for about a year or so. I've I've had it and, I, got, and I read I started the smaller chapters. And I started reading okay. the smaller chapters. And then I went to the beginning and I started I started to read that. And then like wow. uh was was it Boosh or Roosh, the guy he does the arm curls with it. Right. So you, it's it, it it's a, it's a big book. And it's a lot oh, of it's big. Oh that's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of I, lot I information. Am fascinating with the level of detail in there. I, I just wonder what the mind process is for that you're able to just retain all that information and put it down on paper. It's just, it's just mind boggling to me because well, I'm you. reading it and I'm just like, how am I going to uh, retain all of this information that I'm digesting right now? I'm going to well, have to read it again like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I wrote the book. So you, so, you know, you put it all together in one, one place, but this is, this is basically, we're talking about a theological, critique of this group of people because it's not racial this issue is not a racial issue okay the jews are racist the jews in the gospel of saint john are the first people in the history of the world i think to propose this racism and jesus christ rejects it so when you reject the jews rejected jesus christ they rejected uh the logos and logos means order it means word it means rationality and it right. means the order of the universe. And when you reject the order of the universe, you become a revolutionary. And that's been Jewish identity ever since then, all the way up to now, to Minneapolis. There we go. I got disconnected. I'm back, everybody. Sorry about that. Oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Keep going. So that's the, the, the explanation of the Jewish revolutionary spirit is rejection of Logos. Now, if you do not have this concept of the Jewish revolutionary spirit, you will not understand world history. It's that simple. Yeah. Right. This is not a category of my mind. This is a category of reality. 
And I just, I, I, you know, I wrote the book 11 years ago. Sometimes you think, okay, I did it. Maybe I, I made it up. No, I didn't make it up. Because I, I get a call this summer, uh, not this summer, in the winter, a guy from Armenia wants me to go to Armenia. Okay, great. I'll go to Armenia. Yeah. Uh, sure. What do I know about Armenia? I know one thing about Armenia. When, my, when, my, when I didn't eat my food, my father would say to me, uh, think of the starving Armenians. Right. Uh, which was his yeah. reference. Right. He was born in 1915, and that is the year of the Armenian genocide. And that is the state of the art right now is basically the Turks pointing their fingers at the Armenians and saying, you brought it on yourself, and the Armenians saying to the Turks, no, this was unprecedented. You, It was a crime. It was genocide. So when I got into it, I realized that there is a key that will unlock this door and end this impasse, and the name of that key is the Jewish revolutionary spirit, because it turns out that both the Armenians and the Young Turks, the Armenian revolutionary groups, the Dashnaks and the Hunchaks, as well as the Young Turks, were all related to the fundamental, the first Jewish terrorist organization in Russia called Nara Nayavoli. Ah, right. So suddenly you realize, well, wait a minute, now I understand this. I understand so they were in a way that I did not. They were essentially Bolsheviks. I mean, I know I'm loosely using that term. That's, that, that what, that's what I just said, right? They were essentially Bolsheviks. They, look, the, the Dashnaks, the Hunchaks, the Young Turks, and the Bolsheviks all came into existence around the same time, all of them around 1915 ah. to 1917. And they all yeah. had the, a common source in the first Jewish terrorist organization called Nada Nyavolia or the People's Will. They all had wow. the same source. That's I mean it's just incredible to be able to track it. So, so where where this where this cancer erupted from. That's where it, so we could say that's where it all came from, right? Pretty much this modern no. day Jewry. Well the modern day the modern revolutionary day. movement. I mean I'm modern saying day. that yeah. I'm saying that the revolutionary movement, the, rev- the Jewish revolutionary spirit, began at the foot of the cross. Right. And so, and so that Absolutely. book covers two thousand years. There weren't any Zionists years. screaming, crucify him. There weren't Zionists there. There weren't Khazarians there. There weren't, you know, <laughs> come on, it was, it was Jews. That's a good yeah. point, yeah. Let's get more precise here. There were yeah, Jews please. there who accepted Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Right. Oh. And they did not yell, yeah. crucify him. I'm sure okay? they didn't. It was the Jews <laughs> who rejected Jesus Christ. This is that these people are now known as Jews. The Jews who accepted them are now known as Christians. But the Jews who go. rejected them are now known as Jews, and they are the, the, the vehicle of the Jewish revolutionary spirit throughout human history. Wow. I'm saying all the way up to Minneapolis, all the way up to Minneapolis. All the way up to right now. That's how we can understand where this is coming and from. And I'm saying, if you don't have that concept, you will not understand what is going on in Minneapolis, which is basically right. a continuation of the Black Jewish Alliance, known as the Civil Rights Movement. Right. Uh-huh. But slavery yeah. continues, actually, is what it is, because wow. they brought the slaves over, and they owned most of the well per capita. They owned forty the forty percent of Jews right. owned slaves. Seventy eight percent, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. No, 40 was the number I had. And so, um, you know, only you know, 1% or something of, uh, you know, white Gentiles owned slaves. This is something I want to delve more into is the history of the South. 
um, and, and we don't have to do that tonight, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, one, uh, another thing that uh, now this is an, uh, I've written two books on this topic. So the the, the Jewish revolutionary spirit is about Trotsky and Baron Metal right. is a history of capitalism as the conflict between labor and usury, and that's about the Rothschilds. And these two right. groups go together. So the rich Jews and the revolutionary Jews, they have a kind of alliance up to this day. Let's oh. face it. George they Soros. All, I was going to say, what's the difference? No, George right. Soros is a funder. George Soros wanna... funds this Jewish revolutionary spirit. There, there are never yeah. enough Jews to do anything, so they always have to have proxy warriors. And the proxy uh-huh. warrior in America were the black okay. people. Right. They still are. Yes, they still are. That's what Black Lives Matter is. So Black Lives right. Matter got $34 million at the time of Ferguson. I don't know whether they have that money now, but that George Soros wow, gave them money some... to do Ferguson. Well, they, they have endless money because they just print money. Just endless amounts of money. That's why the Fed has to go, because they just print money illegally, and then they use it to destroy us. Right. I'm sorry. Well, they, they, they you want to talk about the money, what else do they have to control? I have. Well, I wait, have before you go, before I have a whole, fed, I have a whole section of environmental on the Fed, and it's a, it's a complicated story, yeah. and I'd be happy to talk about it. But we need to concentrate on something else at this point. Well, yeah, I want yes. to ask you, where, what institutions do the Zionists and the Bolsheviks converge now? Is it Shabbat Lubavitch? Is it the World Zionist Congress? Um, where is it? Because it just seems a little esoteric, you know, um, to me. Because there's I so think, many. I think rather. I think that I, I told you that uh, they, those two things converge in Vladimir Yabotinsky, who is basically the founder of the Likudnik Party, uh, whose current head. Well, it's I think it's Likudnik. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that that's that's where that that group that group came from. But I think more. What what I think you see historically is that at one point the Bolsheviks are the dominant group, and at another point the Zionists are the dominant group. So at the beginning of the 20th century, it was more Bolshevism. It was more communism. That was the movement mm. of that time. And then right. at the time of, uh, as I said, that the collapse of the Black Jewish Alliance took place in 1967. And uh, that was the time of the Arab-Israeli War. And at that point, large numbers of Jews who had always associated with the left suddenly switched their allegiance to Zionism. And Zionism became the dominant feature of Jewish life, uh, up, up pretty much up to this day. That doesn't mean everyone, every Jew became a Zionist. You still have holdouts like uh, Noam Chomsky or, or uh, Norman Finkelstein, uh, Naomi yeah. Klein. These, these are Jews that are, they're kind are of anti-Zionists. gatekeepers, though, don't you think, Dr. Jones? They're kind of really, they're, gate, they're gatekeepers, really. I mean, those kind of guys. Yeah, Norman Finkelstein wrote that book, The Holocaust Industry, right? Right. So he yes. sort of pointed out that this is a scam. But yes, this he did. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's a left-wing Jew. And right. uh, they, they, you know, after the fall of communism, uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, this group sort of went out of favor. Uh, and they so they had been lefty. replaced in America by a group of right-wing Jews called neoconservatives. 
and they were uh, they were big supporters of Israel. Trotsky right. hated the idea of Jewish nationalism. He just hated the idea. Mm. He said his his ethnic identity was proletarian. I think. So you have the two racist. the two opposite poles are basically Jewish nationalism. Right. Uh, Zionism or Jewish internationalism, which was uh, communism, and it goes back and forth. Yeah, well, that's Mike, probably what they're doing. I'm sure they have that struggle in Israel right now. You know, hey, if anybody wants to call in eight five five four nine two six zero four nine, we have the incomparable Dr. E. Michael Jones with us, just dropping it for us. This is just great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I've got so, so many questions that go so many places with this. With you. Do you yeah, believe yeah. that the Old Testament in the, the Jewish Old Testament, the first five books, the Torah or whatever, is it compatible with Christianity? Can you be a Christian mm. and still, yes. you know what I mean? That's my question. Yes, yes. The, the, the Old Testament is the word I have of a, God. I have a lot of trouble struggling with that, Dr. Jones. I don't believe that you really can. It's, it's one what I see. Because of how, how just awful and hateful it's filled. The first five yeah. books seem to be filled with. That, but anyway, that, that, makes, that was my question. That makes you a Marcionite. A what? Mar- Marcion <laughs> said that the Old Testament was the work of the devil, and that the only oh, word wow. of God was the New Testament. I don't know if it goes that far. Uh, that's, that, that was an extreme version of this kind of rejection of the Old Testament. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't think I'm going that far. I mean, <laughs> To okay. hang out with Marcy. Uh, okay, well, I'm still I just thought I'd bring up his name. But the point, the point here is, okay, yes, the Old Testament is the Word of God. Yes, the Torah is the Word of God. Yes, uh, it's part of the Bible, a legitimate part of the Bible, and it prepares the way for the New Testament, as Jesus himself said repeatedly. Okay? Now, hmm. the question is, uh, does, is that apparent to everyone? Who picks up the Bible? No, it's right. not. It's not. And no. one of the so uh, Jacques Maritain. Jacques Maritain. Uh, I talk about him at the end of Logos Rising, a great French philosopher. He said, if you take the Bible out of the church, you've got a revolutionary manifesto. Ah, and that's because uh, think of, of the Puritans. The Puritans did exactly that. Okay, the the Catholic Church had been abolished in England. The Anglican Church took its place. The Puritans hated the Anglican Church, and they created their own church. And they were Judaizers, which meant basically that they tried to be Jews. They loved the Jews. They wanted a, a carnal, worldly religion that would give them lots of wealth and cattle. How much today is Zionist Christianity, Judeo Christianity. That's, 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 Christian, that's, known, that's now known as Christian Zionism. They're the successors of the Puritans in that regard. That's what I meant. The stupidest movement in like. human history, Christian Zionism. Say that again. Yeah, it's just a big oxymoron. How do you have both? The stupidest movement in, oh, in human history. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Zionism. It is stupid. You can't, yeah, you, can't right. be, uh, <laughs> you can't be a Christian Zionist. It's an oxymoron. The Jews... The Jews, is there anything stupider than that, though? I'd have to think about that. I'd have to think. It, it's, it's right up there. I, when I listen uh, to you, Michael Jones, I listen to your podcast, that question always pops in my head. I've wanted to ask wow. you that for a long time. I can't believe we got him on right now. I'm just, I'm, this is, it's amazing, Dad. Thank you so much. 
for everything. You're welcome. Uh, come on and share the knowledge of this, and so like obviously, uh, you know, so so you can you close. can be a Christian and and pretend to be a Jew, and that's what the Puritans were. They they were Jews mm-hmm. that ate pork, and uh, yeah. they believed they wanted that carnal religion. They wanted they wanted prosperity in this life. They wanted lots of wealth. They wanted uh, uh, Milton, uh, a classic example. John Milton, the poet who wrote, the great poet who wrote Paradise right. Lost. Oh, yeah. uh, he married a woman, and he it apparently was not a bed of roses living with John Milton. Uh, and she just got tired of it, and she left him and went back to his family, her her family. I'm sorry, went back to her mm-hmm. family where she had lots of friends and they had parties, and she didn't like the pure. She made a mistake. Okay, well Milton's upset as any man would be, and uh, he decides, uh, uh, he's going out, and he finds another woman, and he falls in love with her. Well, at this point, he decides, I want a divorce. And then he realizes, well, wait a minute, if one of the few things, specific things that Jesus Christ said about sexual morality was divorce is not acceptable. So how do you get around that? If you're a Christian, and he certainly called himself a Christian, well, you get around it by going back to the Old Testament, which is exactly what he did. So you search Where and in the Old well, Testament? Pardon me? Where in the Old Testament? Because my argument is that it's just the first five books that are dangerous. Like, no, there's no. other stuff in it that's pretty cool, like the Psalms and... How, know, many wives, how many wives did Solomon have? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. How many? He had hundreds of wives and even more concubines. And darn oh, wow. it, if, if, if Solomon can have 500 wives and 300 concubines, well, I can have another wife, can I? And that's the argument yeah. that he made. <laughs> that's the argument. Okay, yeah, yeah. In other words, he wanted to be a Jew. He wanted to be a Jew because as a Jew he could have a divorce, and that's what he really wanted. So there you see the whole rationale behind Judaizing. Henry VIII, too, right? And that led to the Reformation? No, that's that's another story. I mean, yeah, he's got it was lust. He wanted other wives, but he never uh, went to the Old Testament to justify what he was doing. Never did that. He had theologians who would do it for him, but uh, it was a little bit different. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Ah, jeez. Well, what you had a couple questions for Doctor Jones, didn't you? I lose you guys again. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm got sorry. Question. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm there sorry. I was. I thought so, buddy. I thought so. Yeah. All right. Let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, here we go. Here's a good one, I think. All right. So is the White House, you know, response to the riots, naming Antifa a terrorist, is it uh, actually the manufacturer consent among conservatives for accepting martial law to go after Antifa so that they can, after they get, go after that low-hanging fruit, useful idiot, they can go after the right. patriots at well, the people they call white supremacists. Um, no, I think that's completely, that makes no sense. Huh? No, the white, the, no the so-called white supremacists, whatever they are, those are the people that voted for, for Donald Trump. I, I, I wouldn't reduce it to white supremacy, but if you want to talk about... Uh, the, the guys in Michigan who have their own businesses and uh, have to make ends meet by having, uh, you know, repairing people's cars and stuff like that. Uh, 
They're the small business people that voted for Donald Trump. And I think he knows that. And I think it's a smart move on his part to go a- after uh, Antifa. Now, I'm, it's not just a smart political move. It is something that has to happen. We've got to right. do. We've got to stop. This is a terrorist organization. It is trying to overthrow the government, and the government's going to have to stop it. Now, they, right. let's take a step back here. Why did it take so long for the government to wake up to the fact that Antifa is a terrorist organization? Well, the answer to that is the ADL, the Anti-Defamation mm. League. The Anti-Defamation League got in bed with the FBI in 1984. Right. Uh, 1984, the ADL is a money laundering operation, okay, where Jewish criminals make contributions in exchange for the ADL's ability to tell anyone who tries to go after them, call them an anti-Semite. So we have examples like Meyer Lansky. Uh, sorry, right. it didn't work with Meyer Lansky. He gave him a lot of money. Do they still have that power with that word still? Dr. Jones, I was going to ask you that. What do you do when you're called an anti-Semite? Because uh, I know uh, you do talk about the Jewish question a lot. Yes. Uh, I, uh, Joe Sobrin had the best line. He said, an anti-Semite used to be someone who didn't like Jews, and now is someone Jews don't like. Mm. So that's you. I was, when I was in, <laughs> yes, you, all you have to go to the website sure. and you'll find out that they really do not like me. Yeah. Uh, and that no, came out I, during I, the whole battle. I know they don't. So you're on their hate map, right? I am. The and and the sure. SPLC doesn't like me either. So <laughs> this is right. Is, is BLM connected? Is BLM connected with this Antifa thing? You know, with the, like you say, because uh, uh, they, they were it started with that, you know, um, I don't know uh, how much. Yes, how I'm, much say, I'm saying that Antifa and Black Lives Matter are the current reincarnation of the Black Jewish Alliance that used to be known yeah, as it. the that's Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. So it's the same it's, thing, just a different name now. Well, it's a different yeah, generation. I mean, different generation, sure. sure. Different generation. Burger so you take a picture. Giving you heart disease. Pardon me. Antifa's Burger King and um, and Black Lives Matter is McDonald's. Black Donalds. They're all owned by the same people. <laughs> they're Black Donalds. Yeah, but they all they're all owned by Coke and Pepsi or whatever. Right. Got it. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No. They, um, they are a re- they, so. In order to understand what's going on, you have to understand the history. And the history is basically the Civil Rights Movement, which was the Black Jewish Alliance. Civil rights, right. The Civil Rights Movement is our civic religion. It's mm-hmm. our civic religion, and you have to bend your knee to this God if you want to. MLK be, being their, uh, uh, their, you know, their, you know, who they've enshrined, you know, Martin Luther King, and right. obviously from what we've read about him, he's not what. What they propped him up to be. Let's 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 be honest here. What what do you learn if you go to public school? You learn that Rosa right. Parks sat in the back of uh, in the front of a bus. You mm-hmm. learn about Martin Luther King as a hero, yeah. and you learn about the Holocaust, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's public yeah, that's education. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the Black Jewish Alliance. That's what that is. Right. 
So you're being indoctrinated. Your children are being indoctrinated to become revolutionaries. And that's what they've become. So you've got all these people whose minds are occupied by uh, Jewish thought control. And and so you watch the cops taking a knee in front of demonstrators. What? This is crazy. What are you guys crazy, right? Joe Biden takes a knee in front of these thugs. And Uh. and we're supposed to applaud this guy. (laughs) Right. Well, Dr. Jones, you, you seem to really, you, you seem to like support Trump, but then at the same time, you know, you've got some, you've got some criticism of him, you know? His, right? his foreign what, policy, these, Trump's foreign policy okay. is a complete disaster. The reason, right? the, the reason we don't have a nuclear agreement with Iran is three rich Jews. That's oh. it. Bernard three Martin, rich Jews should... Sheldon and, uh, Adelson, and Bernard Marcus, and Paul Singer. Yeah. These are big yeah, contributors to the Republican Party. Three rich Jews should not be able to determine our foreign policy. That's not That's what America stands for. Oh. Yeah, I think about that a lot, actually, because you've mentioned that many times. And so he so, – yeah, so Paul Singer is a vulture capitalist that destroyed a town. You know, he just, you know, destroys entire towns. Right. Right. That's uh, Sydney, Nebraska with uh, Cabela. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, so wow. like, just when you watch the political maneuvering, I, I did ask you online, you know, what and you said you didn't know. But what, what are they what role are they playing now? Because they contributed to his 2016 campaign. Are they happy with what he's doing now? What are um, I just think about that? The, the only reason, what, the only reason how did I can see feel about what he was pointing out to the mainstream media, were they expecting him to do that back then when they funded his campaign? They like it that he's doing that. I know that they're neocons, right? Most of them. So they probably don't care if they, he makes fun of the mainstream media. I, I mean, just, it's this really interesting dynamics. There. Do, do you remember, we just, we just talked about this internal conflict uh, between Zionists and Bolsheviks. Yeah. Okay, right. that's not going to go away. It goes all the way back to the the, the, the Hillel faction and the Shammai faction, and it it, it exists today uh, among uh, Jews, as I said. You know, there are the three rich Jews. They're Zionists. The left wing yeah. Jews are the dominant group. They are still the dominant group. They are the ones that control the mainstream media, and they do not like Trump. And the fact that oh, Trump hey. and the fact yeah. that Trump has the support of three rich Jews, doesn't really matter to them. They're still going to go after him. Right. Okay. That answers a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, my question they're, earlier they've was They've got their actually, own uh, power struggles going on. That's clear. Right. They probably always have and always will. They get together they're always they united as Jews first. Whatever in certain places, right? I'm just wondering what those institutions are. What are those get-togethers, those gatherings? Because you'll see Abe Foxman and Rupert Murdoch getting together, shaking hands or whatever. Isn't Abe Foxman a left wing? Which when which one is he? Abe Foxman. Well, the, it's easier to answer with uh, Greenblatt because Greenblatt yeah. is the left. That's the current head of the ADL, and uh, the neocons yeah. hate Greenblatt. They absolutely hate Greenblatt because he was associated with the Obama administration, and Obama was the guy who created the. the uh, uh, it was under his administration that they passed the the nuclear agreement with Iran. So they hate Greenblatt. And so but but when it comes look, if there's one thing I can do 
like a charm. I can walk into a room full of Jews, and they will unite any faction you've got. You name it, I will unite that those Jews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, yeah, against you. Because <laughs> you're, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so well, they should hire me. They should, they should yeah. hire me. You could be their uh, mediator. <laughs> Go in there and... Uh, anytime anytime uh, the Jews have a fight, they should bring me in, and I will immediately unite in. every Jew in the room. <laughs> you can you can mediate oh, for them. That's where yeah. you're, you've lost your calling. I wonder if... Yeah. Blessed well, oh, are the peacemakers. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the cheesemakers, wasn't it? Blessed are the cheese guys. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Michael Jones, I want to ask you one, one thing real quick. So, okay, Revelation 3.9 or 2.9, whichever the one it is, it says that, that they will come and bow beneath, bow before thy feet, right? But that's going to happen, right? So which faction of the Jews is that going to be? Is that going to be Chabad Lubavitch? Is it going to be the right-wing ones that finally bow down and, and say, okay? Because it seems like right now they're going to – they're just going to cut off that left wing arm. It, it's going to get it's cut like off. Anybody who identifies as such now is, you know, suspect of. You know, I think the they're left all free to leave at any time, and none of them ever do. The left wing Jews are going to make a comeback because of Israel's behavior. It's just completely. Mm-hmm. They are complete uh, pariahs. They have contempt so for the moral law. Yeah. You can't. You can't do what they did. Uh, the, uh, when the protest for the, uh, the moving the embassy to uh, Jerusalem, where you have Israeli snipers shooting right. uh, Palestinian teenagers in the back at the wall, you cannot have They've been doing that for seventy years, Doctor Jones. Yeah. Seventy years. You, you know? cannot have uh, behavior like this and not expect some type of reaction. And mm. uh, I expect it's going to be the rise of of left wing Jews. They are going to rise in everyone's estimation against Israel. Against Israel. Oh boy! Yeah. I mean, oh, there yeah. are there are Jews like that in Israel. I was look. I, I'll tell you a story. I was in Mashhad at a conference, and this was exactly at the time when the United States had revoked the uh, nuclear agreement. The protests are happening. We have this big screen behind us, and you can watch in real time. The Israeli snipers shooting down uh, teenagers. Like entertainment. It's entertainment for them. It was gruesome. It was absolutely gruesome. Yeah. And I said right. at that point, so we, uh, uh, Phil Giraldi was there. He's a former CIA agent. There were a number of former government people there. Mm-hmm. And that's, when I, that's the first time I said that the reason we don't have this is three rich Jews. And I said the problem is not so much the Israelis although that's certainly a problem, it's the, it's the takeover our, of our government by American Jews in support of Israel. Oh, yeah. And I they, said, they, how is, many dual citizens are in, our, in Congress? Right. It's so a lot, is, right? So I, I, sort, I said this, and I said, we've got to break the Jew taboo. We have to be able to stand up and say, this is not right. We have to stand up as Americans and say, these people do not have the right to hijack our foreign policy. And we have to be able to criticize these people as Jews. Well, Dr. Jones, how can you um, fix a problem you're not allowed to identify? The theme of this show, of Falling Dominoes, is don't believe what you're not allowed to question. You know, that's that's really right. pretty much our running theme. And, and yeah. uh, how can, if you're not allowed to identify a problem, 
how can you possibly, you know, I, I love that you're talking about solutions. We like to talk about solutions on this show, too. That's the main thing we well, want to hear instead of just complaining. Let me come know? at it from a concrete and tangible avenue rather than it being abstract because I think it gets, we get into the abstract. Let's say we live in a, like in a county or, or someplace where the county uh, commissioners and the city council are pro-Second Amendment. They're pro-Constitution. But nobody, how, how do you go about broaching the topic of the JQ? It's so important with, On with a local them, level, level you? your government. That's a great question. How would you even approach it? You know? Well, look, it's very simple. I've already established uh, why, where that guy learned the neck hold, that uh, officer Chauvin. Right. First of all, uh, the, the county officials should be held in account. They should say, look, we do not want our policemen sent to Israel. To Israel. To and learn and how they to treat train us here. To learn how to treat us like Palestinians. We do not want there to do go. that. If exactly you're going to vote for that, I'm voting you out of office. Now, the second point here is, if I'm call your names you, right there, though. If you... The, the county officials, whatever government officials you're talking to, if you go along with the defunding of the police force, I'm going to have to buy a gun because I have to be able to defend myself if the police are not going to defend me. This is a crucial moment right now for the Second Amendment. I do not own it's a gun. Crazy. I do not own a gun. I do not plan to own a gun wow. because I have police here in South Bend, Indiana, who will uh, protect me if I'm under attack. I know you. If those police, if what happens, if, if the people of, if the city council of Minneapolis, if they defund the police department and they start creating their own little citizens police department, I guarantee you that the cops will be made up of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And if that's the case, then I will become public enemy number one simply because of my skin color. And I can't, I can't allow that to happen. I have to defend myself. I have to defend my family, and I have to defend my house. And if the police aren't going to do it, I have to buy a gun. I don't think mm. they're going to be allowed to do that defunding stuff. I, I saw something where Trump's already going to step in on that. Not even going to allow it. If, so, if, I, were, if I were the governor of the state of Minnesota and the yeah. city of Minneapolis uh, abolished the police department at a time like this, in the wake of riots, I would declare martial law and I'd send the troops in. I would depose the mayor. The mayor cannot... Uh, Jacob Fry cannot uh, uh, maintain public order. He cannot restore public order. He is therefore no longer mayor, and we're taking over, and we have to uh, impose order on this chaos. Right. Yeah. Dr. Jones, you should, get, you should get your training and get yourself again. a pistol. Just like they always do, right? <laughs> now are we going to get yeah. around that one this time? It seems I, like I'm sorry. You were both talking at the same time. I didn't, I didn't hear what was said. Oh. Oh, I, I, I'm just throwing out there that if they depose, uh, what's his name, the mayor in Minneapolis, and how they, they'll, they'll scream and cry anti-Semitism, right? right. I mean, and then the same thing just happens over and over and over again. Um, Not allowed to identify what, it. Where are we, what, what's different now than, than it was in, in past times? I, I guess we've gone back and forth. This is a very difficult question. I, I have no idea. I don't even know what I'm asking, but. Right. Yeah. 
Consciousness. Consciousness. How do you identify the, the problem when you're yeah. the fact that we, identify the problem? The fact that we uh, can get together and identify the problem is a massive step forward in consciousness. Yes. And you cannot have action without consciousness first. You can't act unless you understand the problem. And we are identifying the problem, and that is something we all have to do. Yes. Our God will hold us responsible. Let's take we a lot of courage. Not people everybody's people doing it. That before. All right. Yes. And, 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 oh, wow. Yep. And I've heard you mention the, taking a theological approach versus a racial approach, because if you take the racial approach, you've already lost. Yes. Because they have the opportunity. Oh, okay. Now. Wow. Touch no. on that. In the that's, current that's, context. That's awesome. Right. In the current context. It doesn't mean that it, 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 it's terrible, it's, a, it's wrong, you know? Um, they're, well, they're what is, you have this picture there. The picture is the, being having these racial messages attached to it. So are you saying that all black people are looters and criminals? No, right. that's not what no. I'm saying. Are you saying that all cops are criminals, all white people are racist? No, these, this is racial thinking. I'm saying we have yeah. to step back and see who is responsible for uh, weaponizing this situation. And it's the people I identified in the Jewish revolutionary spirit. It's the ADL and right. George Soros. Right. It's, it's Jews. It's the Jews. Yeah. It's the Jews. We, we, we do. We name them. We don't, we're not blaming. We're naming. You know, yeah. and I, I totally get that. I think our biggest problem still is you're not allowed to identify. You, you get called all kinds of stupid names because you do identify it. And we have to be very careful and very tactical in how we do identify the problem before we can get anybody to even get in on a solution. Right. Yeah. I've had it blow up in my face so many times. It's, uh... Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. I've lost jobs, career, you know. You know, working as a musician, I got in a lot of trouble over it. So, yep, there's yeah. no way around it. You know, there are people who say, well, you just don't no. avoid the topic. Well, you can't avoid the topic because the top. this is the key that unlocks the door the so topic. many different times. Yeah. And if you don't, if you say, well, I'm not going to talk about this, you're not going to understand. Yeah. Or ever fix it. It can't be fixed then. If yeah. you don't understand, you can't it. act. They've weaponized a lot of these words. Like you say, we're saying, Dr. Jones, it's been weaponized now. Yep. You know, where you can't even, uh, you're, you're a pariah, you're a social pariah for, for talking about it and bringing it up. You're Hitler, yep. you know. Of course, everything has to go to a Hitler argument at some point. That's right. right? So we have to break this taboo. <laughs> we have to right, break this exactly. taboo because we are in ver- we're in a very dangerous situation right now. We're in a yeah, revolutionary yeah. moment, moment, and you can't understand the yes. revolutionary moment unless you understand the Jewish revolutionary spirit. spirit. This pace the Jewish revolutionary the... spirit. Well, your book that you wrote about 10, 11 years, whatever ago, right? Jewish revolutionary spirit. That's awesome. I don't have a copy. My my partner Willie does, so I'll be bothering him about looking yep, at some of I have That's Jewish sure. revolutionary spirit. I That's have, great. I know. I have uh, the, um, libido dominante. I haven't gotten to it yet, and I have um, right. the uh, slaughter of cities, which I find very interesting. Theme of that book. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, good. When you get to it, we'll do another show. Hey, <laughs> That's, we're yeah. gonna hold you to that. Well, You've been a great. Thank you so so much for being on. 
I, I can't thank you enough. It's been our it's been our honor and our pleasure. Thank you. Really, the yeah. pleasure was yeah, all mine. Oh wow! Thank you. Awesome. That's great. Thank you, Dr. Jones. We will talk to you again sometime. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm following okay. dominoes, everybody. That's just great. We just had the incomparable, the great Dr. E. Michael Jones on, and he, wow, <clears throat> don't you know? We pick his brain for all night, easily. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be great. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so glad that we got an hour. I, you know, I, I don't agree about the Old Testament stuff yet. I don't know how I ever will. That's pretty much uh, the only thing I don't think that he's right on about. You know, for the most part. You gotta take the you good with the bad. Yeah, that, of course, yeah. of course. Hey, I, you, I, I, you know, I learned so much. Just, I, I learned a ton just having him on. How about you, you guys? Yes, yes. He, had he had a lot, lot of great, great information. information. Say, Gregory. Yeah. Uh, we, we have, have someone, someone who joined. I know you were expecting someone for hour, hour number two, two so this, this might, might be that uh, person. Here, here, I, I actually muted them when they, they came, came on, on to listen during the show. Here, let me unmute. Okay. Uh, hold on. Introduce your next guest and the next guest there, Greg. Hey, is this Darnell? It is. Yes, it is. Darnell. Yeah, you rock. <laughs> Darnell Gibbons, everybody. Uh, Darnell, uh, we were going to have him on today um, just because I, he's, he, we're all fighting the same battle, which I believe is, you know, cultural Marxism, right? That's one word you could call it. And we all have different perspectives on it. And, uh, I, you know, Darnell, you're a black dude, and you're going to have your own perspective on it. And I think uh, uh, it would be amazing to hear, you know, what did you think of Dr. Jones? Did you hear him at all? Oh, yeah. I heard everything. I heard everything. It was wow. great. And now it's just like that information compounded on me, which I really want to talk about. You know, be honest, it's, yeah. I'm just really – first of all, I'm really delighted to be on the show. It's so much hey, well, I we're want glad to, to have you. Good to have you. So, thank you so much for calling. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having me. And it's so much about the Jewish issue that I've noticed in my community that I just want to get out of my head, off my chest, and everything. And with Doctor, um, what's this last name? Doctor who? Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones, Jones. It's like now I'm using information and now I'm connecting them dots even more with Black Lives Matter. And that's the, and that's right. a uh, topic. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really hoping you were on for all that. I really was hoping I, you heard about all that. that where is, it was Black Lives Matters and. Um, who were they with? Antifa. It was the uh, ADL. And, uh, Antifa. Right, right, right. But no, it was the the where they all became the part of the civil rights movement where it was the Jews that were controlling all the, all the black right. organizations, right? And they're yeah. still doing yeah. that. You know, Twelve Jews that started the NAACP and one black um, front man from the Congo, black front right. man from the Congo. And they're always well, the one that makes everything about race. Everybody, it's always white liberals and, and Jews and stuff. It's never conservative people or people that are, are looking, looking for, you know, true stuff. They, they, they never, they never make it about race. Right. What? Hello. Can you hear me? They never make yeah. it about race. I just okay. Yeah. Conservative people, though. It's always the freaking. Uh, oh, it's always okay. the Democrats liberals and the commies and the. Yeah, always. Those yeah, who are always sorry. making it about that. <laughs> you know, we we would have solidarity if we could get get everybody around to the Jewish problem, which is what we were talking to Dr. Yeah. Jones about. And uh, how do you 
do that with with black folks because they're going to call you every freaking name in the book, right? Uncle Tom, yeah. yada, yada, right? Ooh. Right, Darren? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Having a trouble. trouble. How do you deal uh, with it? If, you, if, you, if you're, you're on, on a speakerphone, uh, please, please take, take it off if, if you're on a speakerphone. If, if you, you have headphones, headphones that, that would be great. great. Or um, yeah, at least not, not a speakerphone. Speaker I'll get that right now, Richard. Here, I'll put on okay, yeah, take minute. your time. Get earbuds or headphones. Okay, give me a second. Cool. I should have I uh, talked to him about that. That's my fault. I, 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 I didn't give him enough information. That's right. I usually tell the guests that, you know, to put earbuds in or to put on, you know, because it's kind of like a studio effect otherwise, you know. Anyway. Hello? Yes. Okay, okay. Now I've got the earbuds. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds great. great. Let me hear you now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you're right in there now, man. Right on. Okay, excellent, excellent. So um, with the Jewish thing, I've actually done my own research within uh, civil rights. Did you know that many of our civil rights activists and leaders were trained by the Communist Party, which is owned by the Jews themselves? So you got Michael King Jr. His real name is not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King's real name is Michael King Jr. He took that name from the German reformers really? of Martin Luther. Yep, that's the truth. Wow. Martin Luther King's name is not Martin Luther. It's Michael King Jr. And wow. the Jews, and he's connected. And Martin, uh, Mike, yeah, Martin Luther King was actually connected with the Freemasons, which was ran by a Jewish group at that time. That's why you have Martin Luther King Day, because he actually did some sodomizing. And this is what my older brother told me, and I looked this up myself. He actually did hey, Darnell, can you pull, pull away? I'm sorry. Can you pull away from the phone just a little bit? So yeah, you're, you're a little, little close to the mic. Too much now. It's, it's overloading, overloading a bit. bit. You're, you're too close Otherwise, to the mic. Otherwise, you should be good. Okay. Yeah, can you that's like me? Yes, now. That's it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got the mic. Yeah, I got the mic down. So a lot of it is <laughs> Mark Luther or Michael King Jr. Uh, he was trained by the Communist Party. Our civil rights were trained by the Communist Party. Jewish race groups, NAACP, you know, mostly Jews, but they use, and if you look at the pictures of NAACP, they appear to be like mulatto, but many of them are actually uh, of Jewish descent. So you got black and Jews, right. and they're mixing them, and they were coming together. For political to convenience. Like yeah, absolutely. Racial <laughs> convenience, and yeah. it's all, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, what's, how do we get everybody united, you know, to the JQ? That's always what we're trying to talk about here, you know, because obviously when we get, when we're all there, we've got, we're at the truth. We know what the truth is about them. We have to, uh, you want to get as many people hip to that as you can, you know. I think I have an idea. I want to run past Darnell. Darnell, I want to ask you. Just a question. What do you think of this strategy? Because this is what I've been thinking about. I see these looters, and you know, a lot of black looters, right? And mm-hmm. and I think to myself, why are you still? Why are you volunteering to be a slave still? Because of the fact that I know that it was the Jews that brought this, brought this, that, that dominated the transatlantic slave trade. They, yeah, they packed, yeah, we all know that. They taxed people in their own feces for two months. And brought them over here, right. and blamed it on the, the Catholics, blamed it on Christians, and right. you know I can't blame it on just regular white people, right? Right, right. They've been you know throwing us under the bus for their crimes, and and weaponizing yeah. 
Um, and and you know, I don't, weaponizing slaves. I'm sorry, but that's what yeah. people are doing. They're volunteering to be slaves again by going along with it. That's just that's what I find really fascinating. So I just wondered if you pose that question to somebody that's looting or somebody that's supporting this movement, what do you, what do you think about asking them that? Do you like being a slave still? You know, first of all, if I was going to be like supporting a looter, I would have to prepare to defend myself. So I would bring a firearm. Second yeah. of all, I would have to find I would have to find someone who is not looting, who's actually observing it, and it has to be another black person. Thirdly, I would actually get I would spark our pizza interest to say, look, what if white people are behind it? What if I could prove to you that it's not white people? See, that's this is my personal strategy. I would pick questions and then feed them bits and bits of information and then lead them to the waters like a horse and then encourage them to yeah. do research for themselves. That would be my personal strategy. Still, we're still getting a little bit of what? feedback from you, a little bit of mic feedback from you. And I just oh, wish boy. I wanted to be like, yeah, it's, it's muddy kind of. You hearing that, Richard? A little puffy, little puffy on the mic, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. Let's see, I'm mm. sorry because it, it, this makes it, uh, you know, a little harder to. Okay. Well, man, you just Try, you ran through like five different five different questions. So clearly, you've given yeah. us uh, a great deal of thought, and um, right. I appreciate your input there. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've been, been having, having some mic problems here, here as, as well. well. I'm, I'm getting, getting like, like a uh, feedback okay. doubling. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys, guys can, can hear, hear me all right. right. I can hear you fine. I can. Oh, okay. Okay. One, One question, question I had, had uh, Darnell, Darnell, I noticed this, and I wonder if you have as well. I mean, a lot of uh, leaders in the black community who will be aware of the Jewish uh, question, Jewish power, and uh, how much they can uh, infiltrate, uh, create divisiveness, it, it, it seems, seems these are, are very often people who will be weaponized against whites uh, to create that divide and conquer. It seems like this is intentional. I mean, uh, Louis Farrakhan, for example, he speaks out about uh, Jewish power, but then he seems very negative toward whites from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, is this intentional? Would you say Jewish groups do this intentionally? To these, these people, like, get, get to them with, with someone or other, to make, make sure that, uh, you know, you dilute uh, any, any sort of uh, potential to make, make a difference. Because right. uh, right. he's always about white devils. I mean, he tells the truth about the Jews, and then he goes into the white devils crap. You know, Farrakhan. Yeah. yeah so, mm -hmm. I, he kind of loses his credibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I was, I was just wondering, wondering how you uh, see that from, from I, I, don't I don't know, I mean, you're, you're aware of the Jewish uh, power and influence out there. I don't know many, many people you've encountered or, or any uh, people you've heard speak who maybe uh, go against this, who, who haven't been infiltrated to be weaponized like this. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, my thoughts are that that, um, that is very, very true. But it's like, as far as I'm concerned, you've got a small, super small amount, uh, amount of African Americans or Black Americans who are aware of the Jewish problem. When we go about and then tell our race about the Jewish problem, but here's, the, here's a hurdle I have to deal with because at the same time, 
like blacks are convinced that they're the original Jews. So then when you got when you tell mm. them, look, you know, we're not the original Jews. You got some real Jews who are doing this, who are actually hurting us, who are pitting us against whites. They're not trying to hear. It. Unfortunately, I've talked to so many blacks about this, and they're not trying to hear. It. They already convinced that blacks themselves are real Jews, and they're being victimized. I'm like, dude, get over yourself. Right, right, they're right. They're not right. the real Jews. That's okay? black Hebrew uh, Israelites, right? Yeah, 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 Israelites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Israelites. Uh, it's gold. I love it. But yeah, can you keep going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I'm trying to, and, it's, and I spend so much time being forceful with my uh, awakening, you know, trying to promote this consciousness among my people. And yes. one, they're still stuck with the idea of being Huge. an Hebrew Israelite, and two, they're still not convinced, you know. The problem with our history, the problem with black history is that it has weaponized our minds against white so much because you, it, through our history, it's always been reports of black suffering at the hands of white. But then, from my point of yeah. view, it's like, wait a minute. I go out in the world world every single day, and I've had, I've, I've talked to whites all the time, and I've met whites who have black relatives, I've met whites who are married to black, and it's like, you gotta be kidding me. You mean to tell me that these group of people are at our throats? And then I ask this question, I'm like, you know what, if this was true, whites were really against us, then 200 years back when they had supposedly had us in place, which actually Jews owned plus, the English Jews were, because that's why so many blacks have uh, English last names. So I'm like, if whites were really against us, don't you think that during the slavery times when we were the, the smallest population in America at the time, they would have wiped us out? Hello? That's what I thought. Right. And I throw that question out there, and they're like, well, they just try to keep control of us. I'm like, okay, so if they hated us that much, they would have wiped <laughs> us out. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's like from an emotional intelligence standpoint, I throw that question out there, and it's either being deflected or ignored or just, you know, I'm being over-talked by other black people. So I'm doing my part to expand the knowledge of Jewish race. You've got a huge job. You you do. Your job is an enormous, uh, uh, you know, and really you're the only one that has the credibility because as a white person, if I try to tell a black person about Jews, they're just going to think that, well, he's just a racist. He probably hates black people too. Um, You know what I mean? So it's like that's, I don't even know how how you're going to be able to do that. Uh, how you're even going to, you know, get get them to hear it without you yourself being attacked. Yeah, I, I've been attacked. I've been um, called so many names. I've been shut down. And then what's yeah, even yeah. worse on my part is that you got these white liberals who hear this shit. I mean, excuse me, hear this stuff, and they up here running behind the black. They're like, yeah, he's an Uncle Tom. Yeah, yeah he's this, he's that, he's a cool. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you absolutely serious? I'm up here trying to expose you guys to who the real players are, who the puppet masters are, and then you guys up here using shaming tactics, name-calling, insults, and sometimes, like, in a few cases, I've had, you know, black, th- had my own people threaten me. My life yeah, was yeah. in danger because they're saying, okay. you know, Obviously, they're gonna start, that's going to happen. Oh, and until, how, how do you get people... Black people to address that, okay, as 13%, we all know this stats, 13% of the population, they commit 52% of the homicides, 60% of the robberies, and 31% of all the assaults. That's And they're 13% of, how do you, re, yeah, how do you reach that population when it's, the culture is so messed up? And who messed that culture up? Well, I would argue that 
Jews messed up that culture yes, with their did. music, with their drugs, with their, yes. you know, you know yes. what I mean? I do. Especially I after the civil rights movement. Families were strong yeah. before the civil yeah. rights movement. Oh, they, yes. they were. And they right. broke the family right in half. Yeah. They were. And all this married that's out of a great point, Will. Gangs, all that's that stuff. They, that's what they want. They want they to destroy the family unit first. Them. Yeah. So they've yeah. been wow. destroying blacks just like they've been destroying whites. Yep. And, and that's the thing. We're, we really are all in this together. Those those virtue signaling cucks, they want to use that as a slogan. But truthfully, we know that, that we really are. Like like the three of us that are talking right now, four of us right here that are talking, we know we really are because we're united. We know about the, J, the Jewish question. And as soon yeah. as you know that, you've got the keys to everything else that's going on. And that's I think that's what Dr. Jones was saying, too. As soon as you know that and you grasp the Jewish revolutionary spirit, yeah, you know that was his book he's talking about, but um, that that you know that everything else you can understand that you can't understand real history and I mean what's going on today unless you know real history, right? You can't, yep. you don't know. You, there's no way to know until you really understand real mm-hmm. history. You know. Yep. So once we were centered in that, but uh, that that makes uh, solidarity. Solidarity is the movement we really need to work towards. That's with black people, with white people, everybody together against you know who. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Just think about how much it hurts. Just think about how much it actually hurts uh, black people, well, all people, um, when a CEO of a company says, "We stand in solidarity with you know these people that are out there looting and rioting." Don't directly say that, but they're encouraging all of this world revolution stuff. The CEOs of banks. Are sending uh, letters, you yeah. know, they send stuff out to... Well, you know, how about they, all the Hollywood retards, too, bailing out looters and the criminals? They right. want to bail out. The, no no mm-hmm. one is there to help the city or help the, business, the black-owned businesses that got burned nope, down. Or, and no one's there to help that. Nope, not at all. Right. And, and that's, a, that's really sad. And it's just that I know so much, but it's like my own people don't want to hear it. It's like they're caught up already no, they so much sure. They're caught. Up, they're caught up in so much of the sensationalism. That's the problem. It's like it's like the, yeah. here. I'm just, I'm just say this, okay? The Jews already know how easy it is to manipulate blacks. Blacks are really easy to manipulate. We've been manipulated through our history, our media, by our entertainment, them our the culture. whole time, right, Darnell? It's always been by the yeah, same absolutely. tribe that's been doing it. Yeah, exactly. Jews know how easy it is to manipulate blacks. See, they, I don't know how they know, but it's like during the slavery time, they know, or they probably have to do an experiment of how intelligent yeah. blacks were. And it's like, over time, I'm sure that it's just repeat of experiments, experiments, and they realize that for the most part, blacks in general really aren't that intelligent. That's why it's so controversial to put out the racial IQ. It's extremely um, controversial. Uh, I. I mean, are you saying genetically? Because I don't know. I think a lot of that is cultural, and also, um, it's it's a different type of intelligence. Can you say that? I mean, like you said, those those IQ tests—they're not—they don't work on every. They don't go across other. You know, they're just geared mm-hmm. for one thing. So I don't know, man. I just. Well, you know, he's putting it in the context of building, you know, civilization. I think is where is what he's getting. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's, it is true that Europeans have built civilization for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So right. th- that's just that's just the, the way it is. That's just right? the truth. So it doesn't mean that anybody's inferior to them, 
or we're all the only people that are really supremacists are the Jews, and that's the problem. We can't have. We need people that need. We all have to be together and not can't think that one. uh, Yeah, there's some. Okay, well, other races have their own particular traits and stereotypes, and yeah, they're true. And if we just acknowledge them, and that's fine. But we can we can celebrate the differences, right? Yes, we can do that. Yeah, and the, and the a brown bear and a the, polar bear, you know, they 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 uh, uh, they know not to mate with each other, but they don't hate each other because of the color of their fur, you know. Right. But they also know they're not supposed to mate with each other, mm-hmm. you know. They can, so, but know. not in you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's a bad example. The there's plenty of examples in nature the like, like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'm not even like this, oh, oh uh, mixing, race mixing is horrible, horrible. I think if it just so happens to happen, that's fine. But it's definitely pushed down, pushed as an it's agenda promoted. now. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, promoted yeah. miscegenation, yeah. that's what it is. It's promoted miscegenation. Yeah, right. miscegenation. And Absolutely. the European people of the world, if, if you disagree with me with this number, this is the number I've come across many times. It's in Andrew Carrington Hitchcock's book, uh, Synagogue right. of Satan. Um, and it, it's so since World War One, when you know the Jews uh, fomented that war um, for the New World Order. Uh, right. Since then, we've gone from thirty percent of the world population to eight. So Whoa. whereas really yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. European people. Oh my God. Oh whoa. Yeah. Can you can you yeah. kind of see it though? Yeah. If there was any argument, if there was any benefit, here's a great argument to say: if there was any benefit whatsoever being white today, any privilege whatsoever, then a person who is half black would never. They would always check the white box, you know, on all the forms, but yeah. they don't. They check anything but that because there's yeah. no benefits to being white, zero. There right? But there's plenty of them to being black and to having other ethnicities. There's all kinds of programs. There's all kinds of things available. There's all kinds of leg ups, you know. Uh, but yep. there's and also, so and also, I that, also want to say this too is that you know, many biracial so they'll identify you know, black. Pressure. Yeah, they identify black, but also it's um it's the benefits, but also it's the cultural pressure. See, if you right. got a biracial person who's black and white, if they're in a predominantly black uh, area, they have to admit the fact that they're still black. Otherwise, if they yeah. do say, "Look, I have white heritage." then they certainly will be hated. They will be just saying. And I've seen this myself in high school. I've seen this as a young adult. So it's right. that it's not only that it's got privilege, but also it's that cultural pressure from black. So that's another factor. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sure. For, for what it seems to be. 10% black, black and you're still well, identified as black, right? There's yeah, nothing yeah, more racist than some black people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they seem to be exactly. some of the most, uh, you know, just vehemently right. racist people and overtly racist. But you yeah, can't, but exactly. well, they, they don't have to be. Then that. they're like, no, because the only white people can be racist. You know, it's not. It's reverse racism or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But it's still racism. Just if you excuse. think about it, reverse racism, is still racism. So it's like it's right. hypocrisy. It's a double standard. Exactly. It's also okay to be reversely uh, racist, but it's not okay to be uh, a, a first racist. So you know, you're. It's the same thing. You're you're exercising the same principle, and I'm trying to get blacks to see this is like. Why is it that it's okay to be reverse racist, but it's not okay to be racist? It's the same thing. It's yeah. hatred. It's thinking that you're superior to others, 
or one race is the inferior to the other race. It's the same principle. It don't matter how many it's okay words to do you it. put. It's in. okay to do it to whites though because of slavery and because of the uh, genocide right. of the American Indian. Right. right? That's yeah, always the in the Holocaust. Always in the Holocaust. Always oh, don't forget. Time, every single time. You're Never forget. Land, blah, blah, blah. I, call right. I feel hope. terrible about what happened to the American Indians, and I feel awful about uh, yeah. the blacks and slavery. I feel terrible about what's happening to white people now all over the world right. and, and what's happening to us. South Africa. What happened to what us about in South the Africa. Yeah. Revolution yeah. and the slave mm-hmm. trade that's happening in Israel with Eastern European right. women, uh, white terrible. women. You know, I hate the term white, by the way. I like prefer European. Yeah, that's a bad white's a dog whistle and black yeah. too. No, we should be uh, we should be exact about our origins. That's all. Like yeah. I'm Italian yeah, and Irish. Exactly. I'm not. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. White, white white blacks a trap. That's a trap. That's mm-hmm. a that's a. They want us to fall into that false dichotomy thing. You know. Yeah, it's contradicting. Hey Darnell, so you you sounded surprised when I mentioned the thirty percent to eight percent in the last one hundred hundred years. What what are your what are your thoughts there? See, the thing is, me personally, it breaks my heart because it's like, from my point of view, and there's ample amount of uh, empirical evidence that Europeans have built America. The architecture, the form of entertainment, the, uh, yeah. the structure, the social structure is all European. And for me, sure. it's like. As an African, if I, and I'm thinking to myself, if I was in Africa, would I have the same benefits that I would have back there if I was, you know, compared to being here in America, which is predominantly... Hell no, no right, Darnell? Hell There's, no. No, I wouldn't. And for, me, and for me to sit there and hear that the um, European population was 30% to 8%, I'm like, this is the same race that has refined sciences, the medical science, the chemical science, the physical science that I benefit. If they're gone, and this is my thinking, if they're gone, if supposedly the European race is gone, technology will stop. Asians, the way I see it, yes, Asians are really intelligent, but at the same time, they got ideas. From and they're like the worker bees, the right? They're like the, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right they're yes, like they the are, worker bees. They're Asians. Yeah. <laughs> we all, as a race, every race has their specialties, right? Well, yeah, exactly. well the IQ yeah. bell curve, Asians are supposedly higher than, than whites. Oh, I, I wouldn't say yeah, there's, oh. yeah, there's some smart ones, boy. That's for no, sure. Yeah, no, you, you had some yeah. issues with the IQ bell curve, Greg, that you mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, I, so, I, I didn't believe that. Yeah. Like I said, I really didn't believe that. And so Ashkenazi Jew is supposed to be at the very top. But actually, right. if you're right to delineate <laughs> it and, and put, you know, to make it into, well, in what areas, right? So yeah. it's supposedly yeah, they could, spatial they and our spatial awareness. Uh, Europeans are supposed to be higher than Ashkenazi Jews, and Jews are supposed to be better at being lawyers and things like that. Right. At the oh. gift of gab. Go, go figure. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, okay, hey. well, I guess, yeah. We're trying. But, you um, know what, fellas? We're trying to all touch on some real complex issues, and there, there are no there are no easy answers to these complex questions. They're very complex questions, right? So because how do you deal with, first of all, just like we were talking about with Dr. Joe, how can you fix a problem you're not allowed to identify? And it always comes to that. We're not allowed to identify it. Your, your, your fellow, uh, you know, black folks won't let you identify it. We get the same flack from everybody else. Hey, that's just universal. That yeah. don't even matter about race. You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to identify the Jewish problem no matter what race. If I could, you know what I would do personally? 
if I was really good at it, I would make YouTube videos and provide all the evidence of the connection between the They would take you down. The they would take you Stretch down. right off of there. You'd be gone so fast. And that <laughs> would hate your, it. Your head would swim. You'd be able to spin it. That's, you know, well, see, that's why I want to thank you for coming on here. We'll definitely have you on again. You know, it'd be great to have you as a regular caller if you want and just contribute your, your perspective as a, because, you know, I don't know any other way. I can't sit there and say, oh, well, black people's experience is this or that or this or that. We don't, I'm not black. I don't know. No, you but know, I do know, me, that, I have a bear, I know that you're Jew-wise, and that's how we met, you know, me, yeah. Darnell. That's how I knew that, you you know, you, you'd be a great guest because of that. You know, oh, definitely. I mean, so and uh, you have I also want to expose, I was going to say, I definitely want to expose yeah. more of the Jewish connection with black history because I, uh, what I've been reading everything, starting with civil rights, now going back and questioning more how much of Jewish influence has had on the black community, black businesses right. and all that. So now my yeah. wheels are turning. And actually, I want to start yeah. making connections of Jewish influence and infiltration of the black communities and the black businesses and the black economies as a whole. Yeah, Darnell, have you, heard of talking about that stuff. have you heard of Tony Martin, Darnell? Uh, the slave trade, guys. He talks about the slave trade. Uh, you're yeah, Martin, we yeah. got to get him the videos um, from Tony Martin. He was, uh, I, I don't know what country he was I've from. I've seen him on YouTube. from Africa or Caribbean somewhere. And he was a teacher at Wellesley College up in like, Connecticut or Massachusetts or something. And he started to talk to his students about the Jewish involvement in the slave trade. And so the Jews that ran the school came in and said, you can't talk about that, and shut him right. down. And so, and, and he, he is, I mean, I, I love listening to his, uh, uh, his uh, dissertations. He's spoken at the International Historical, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it, Institute of Historical Review, which they are, right. you know, the Holocaust narrative and everything. They, they quote, we put that in question. And we, 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 yeah. that's a whole other thing to discuss. But, um, and so I, I absolutely love him. Um, yeah, his name is Tony Martin. So if you just Dr. look Tony up Martin, on yeah, Bitchute, I've heard of it. yeah, Doctor, yeah. even there's a, there's some on YouTube still. I'm surprised. I've had uh, this video from YouTube. Yeah, that's for what months. I saw it on it hasn't YouTube. been taken down. It's still there. Right. Um, but if you look for uh, Tony Martin and the Jewish invo- involvement in, in the transatlantic slave, slave trade, trade yeah. uh, uh, he just lays it all out in an hour. Okay, is that where you have to go with this, Darnell? Is that where I mean, do, do black folks have to realize that it was Jews who enslaved y'all? Not wasn't. It wasn't your average. Yeah. Slavery was a rich man's pursuit, and 78% of all the slave owners were Jews, and they owned Jews, all yeah. the slave companies, and they were only closed on the Sabbath and Jewish high holidays, all the auctions. Yep. That's the only time they and were also, closed. Yep, and also it was more specifically English Jews. Jews who probably got kicked out of England, my assumption. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, see, yeah. you look at the last names of black. Yeah. It's mostly English. It's not Scandinavian. It's not German. It's not right. French. Not, so it wasn't um, just like all of them. It was a certain hmm. sect, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Of English Jews, which is even makes yep. it worse. You know why? You know why it makes it worse? Because then they can blame white people. Uh, that's so interesting. It's so interesting yeah. because uh, what happened in England in 1640, Oliver Cromwell. It was an expulsion. Back. They had been they had been expelled. Uh, and right. So they had it had been. I don't know how long it had been. It had been a long time, but they. They came uh, into Dutch, the Dutch area, the Denmark or wherever right. there was. And the Dutch Jews were, uh, worked there. Uh, see Simon Percival or something. Like, or it's, there's a book called The Nameless War. It's a very short book. It's by Archibald Ramsey, and it talks about mm-hmm. the four revolutions in Europe that um, that were orchestrated by the Jews. Um, and the first one was the English Revolution. You never hear players. about that. 
same yeah. old players we always so that, they're, they're after bad. that that's when Rothschild set up the bank in 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 Bank of England and then after right. that that's when you know we started coming over in six well it started coming History over in 1620 but right so yeah. you know the Jews that that came over as well over here to uh, the New World right yeah. and so there's all this conflation it's all conflated about you know I mean I it would take some doing to try to understand what really actually happened. Uh, American Indians, indigenous and people right. that were here before we came. Hey, but so you know what? As revisionists, I think that, right? we're all revisionists of history. All of us here are, and we we pretty much know that every popular narrative we taught is most likely wrong. You mm-hmm. know, whatever it was about. You know, because you're, we're looking for real history, and we know we haven't been taught real history. We know that. You have to dig for it. Yes. I'm doing my digging. I'm doing my part too. Yeah. Uh, have you yeah, have you read no, Mike I mean, King's, I, any of Mike King's books? Books? Darnell? Have you have you heard of M.S. King? He does a lot of a World War II history and, and yeah, we have that's really important stuff. Yeah. I actually I'm have familiar. not. But there's a book I, I do I do want to mention and it's called We Thought We They Were White by Dontel Jones. I did read that. The, book. Right. I, you know what? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that brings up a good point. I've, I've, I've seen looked that. into that, and I've seen what his writings. Like, but and but anywhere further, I can't find like a, really a person named that. And it might be a, uh, it might be a, a pseudonym, you know, for somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, I've tried to find like on, like beyond that like that website that was posted. It's all real information and stuff, and it was probably yeah. a black person who wrote it. But I don't know that this guy's name is is the Dontel. Does I, does he have a book, Darnell? I didn't know about a book. Yeah, I just mentioned it. It's it's, called, it's titled "We Thought They Were White." Yeah, yeah. And I knew he had like a pamphlet about that. Dontel Jones, I believe, or Johnson. Yeah, but oh, that's Dontel okay. Jackson or something. Yeah, I've got his name somewhere. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was questioning the fact of whether you know he's like a real person or not, and it wasn't somebody using it as a suit. I don't know. Anyway, no. it's not, that's not important as much as the information in there, right? Right. But uh, he does have a, a photograph of himself on his book, too, so. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I just haven't looked into it enough. And, to, and I hope so. He, he's he's trying to educate black people. I don't know how you can do it. We can't tell you how to do it, buddy. We can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had it there. Oh, hey, go over there. You know, but we're, yeah. Uh, I, I had yeah. to overcome some serious fear one time. I was thinking of this one time when I was getting a cookie. I was in downtown in, in a big city, and there was a, a guy standing there with a sign, and and he was saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and he had a big old right. fro, right? And he was clearly like a little bit not quite all there, and um and he was like Black Lives Matter and everything. And I turned around, I, I kind of ignored him, and I got my cookie and walked away. And he's like white privilege, you revoke your white privilege, and I, I stopped, and I'm white like, privilege. I already know about the JQ and everything at this time, and I turn yeah. around, and I go, dude, I go, I turn around, and I go talk to him, and I'm like, hey, um, so, do you, do you, you know, and I'm Well, that's the thing, you need like, a little Ooh. bit of time to talk to him, you don't always have that. <laughs> yeah, I was drop it in meme form. And how, and how well it was. I didn't drop it as a meme on him, you know? I was mm-hmm. I was scared out of my gourd. I'm talking to someone who's kind of crazy, but it, I, I just felt moved to go do this. 
And I told him about the Jews are the ones that are manipulating you right now right. doing what you're doing. And he's like, you sound anti-Semitic. And I'm like, dude, it's not anti-Semitic. It's go. just what it is. And he's like, all right, man. And he walks away and he goes up and, and I kind of just stand there and it's all awkward. And then I left. But <laughs> it was. Yeah, was like, well, was that's like, the thing. We all run into that. How do you do it in public? How do you talk to somebody in public? How do you do you know, yeah. once again, it's well, always that we're not allowed to identify it. How do you fight something? You're not allowed to identify. You're not allowed to question it. You're not allowed to, don't matter what race you are, black, white, green, yellow, orange, you don't, it don't make any difference. It's a universal yeah, so I was thing. Aware you're of not the allowed to question million Christians, white Russian Christians, mostly, that were slaughtered by, by Jews in the Bolshevik Revolution, after the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah. Between 1917 and 1953. Okay, great. Mostly. We're all preaching to the choir here. And all he's telling me about we're, we're all like, you know, how do, how do we get this message <laughs> out? Like lightning Dar- going does, through my body. How does Darnell get the message out to black people because he's uh, able here, to Here's what I want to do. All right, here's what I want to do. I want to start doing my research first and then start making videos. See, I, uh, if you check, right. hey, Greg, if you check my uh, yeah. Facebook page already, I've already got a few videos up. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at the videos, uh, I've up- uploaded several videos of myself speaking about the Jewish and Zionist problem. I don't know if you actually, uh, yeah. So I, no, I, I, don't, I, I will take a look. I mean, yeah, the yeah. thing is, this is a radio show, so it's kind of hard to, you know, talk about with it. But you can definitely direct them to your YouTube uh, chat if you got anything to. If anybody wants to find that, is it only through Facebook? No, it's What's on my Facebook. Not, I don't have a YouTube account. I don't have a YouTube account, so it's on my Facebook. Ah, uh, okay. Check my Facebook profile again and see if those videos are still up. Uh, if they're not, right? You never uh, know. That's the thing. Facebook will pull stuff. Facebook's not a reliable thing for us all because they, they can take any of us down at any time, and they do yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. unfortunately, that's why you know, we've got to network of people actually. stay in touch beyond that. Yeah. You know. So, what's your last name, Darnell? Givens, G-I-V as in Victor, E-N-S. Okay. I'm looking for you right now. Yeah, look for him there. What are you under, Buster Bear or? Yep, Buster Bear. Okay, yeah, Buster Bear on that account, right. Yeah, my man, Willie Red Yeah. Um, There's a couple. I, I will, right. You have two I accounts? Have it's, hard, it's hard to keep an account no, anymore. No, I have, I have one account. It's uh, I have, Well, it's the one with me with the black um, Backwards black cat. With a gray I got you. you. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. Right on. Yeah. So I have, that's good that you got the video idea, right? Yeah, that's how you want to get hold. I mean. Oh, definitely. Uh, I guess and if I want to do as much research as possible. Yeah. Um, connect the so you have the facts the to back it up. The black. Huh? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you. you. Facts to back it up. Really appreciate you. Oh, no just, problem. I'm glad to be on. Just here. really happy to talk to you. Yeah, and we still well, got 22 absolutely. minutes. Absolutely, and we're, you know what? We're all we're all we don't pick sides. We we pick the truth, right, fellas? We're looking yep. for the truth. We're, we're all looking we for all a side solid, to be on. Yep, the truth is solidarity. That's what brings together the truth. We all stand in solidarity. Absolutely, with the truth. and that's what I'm that's trying to do. That's where solidarity comes from. And that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. I'm doing my part to break Amen. the mold to get my people to say, yep. look, you know. Right. They're, not our, they're not our enemies. How you up? And if you study the Bible now, I'm not a Christian, but once I start learning about the Jews and the connection with uh, the Germanies, and I've learned so, and I start questioning about the Jews after I saw the documentary called "The Greatest Story Never Told About Adolf Hitler." Oh yeah, once great. I watched that, that's, ah, the best documentary. that's a life changer. I, We're trying I, to get. I, it. I, 
That's a life changer. <laughs> and Darnell, we're trying that to get Dennis on one. the show. We're trying to get yeah. Dennis on the show, uh, actually. I'm uh, sure we... I, yeah. Okay. I think we're going to, yeah, actually. We really want to get him on. And when we do, you're going to have to call in and talk to him and ask him any questions. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, Den- yeah. Dennis Wise, okay. the creator of uh, The Greatest Story Never Told. Yeah, we're, we're working oh, on getting yeah. him on the show. Uh, we're, we're working on getting him on the show, and hopefully we do. And I'll, I'll keep in touch with you about everything, of course. But, uh, yes, that's a life changer of a – if you're going to – like, just a, if there's one video – that would do it. That's the one, right? Yes, it would. If there would be one, mm-hmm. there's a bunch that are good, but that that one is like all in cup. It's the comprehensive. Six hours long. I, I watched all. I, I watched all six hours. This was back in 2011 yeah. when I first saw the documentary on YouTube. Six hours, I was yeah. watching that stuff. And then once I oh, wow. um, saw what the Jews actually did, I started making connections with American history, you know, right. black history, a lot of biblical history, <laughs> yeah. and just. Everything starts falling into place. Like hey, did you guys know. notice? We we didn't talk about World War II at all with Dr. Jones, and that was on purpose because oh. uh, I didn't want to go there with it, and, and because I, I don't know if he believes that not you know Nazis are real or knows they're a Hollywood fiction or what he thinks about Hitler. I, I think you know I, I think I'm not sure. Yeah, we're not gonna. I didn't ask him. So, but it didn't go there because of that. You know, because I think maybe, you know. He might well, not understand. Of, I don't know. questions for him, too. You know? Plenty. It is Plenty. an extremely important question, and we like to it is. grow it's, most it is. everybody it with it. It is the biggest but, one, though. Yeah. It's the you know, We We were agreeing that the, the Jewish problem was, but also Hitler is very central to all of that. Hitler truth is amazing. There's nothing like it. When you find out that yeah. he's nothing like we were saying, it's the opposite. The story is the opposite. Yeah, and fact, he's a righteous. Uh, he's a righteous, beautiful man who loved his people, is. and they loved was, they loved him back, and he loved yeah. humanity. He loved humanity, yeah. and the fact that the Waffen SS was was a, was a multiracial national foreign troops, a million and a half foreign troops, all served in the Waffen SS. Uh, all kinds of people, black people and uh, uh, Islamic people, and it was it was a uh, you know <laughs> it, it was it wasn't. Just Hitler versus the world. There were a lot of other countries that were trying to get involved. A lot of other nations that were trying because yeah. it was against you know against usury. There was the ideal, yeah, right. the ideal communism. You know, uh, we're usury. Fighting, mm-hmm. Well, we're still fighting we're now. We're fighting communism. Yeah, nationalism. Well, we communism. Ahead, we're still in it. Yeah, no communism. We're just a second, another communist revolution. Here comes another one, right? Yeah. Serious shit. What were you, you going to say, Darnell? You were trying to say something. Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to point out, too, that there's a book called Hitler's Black Soldiers, which I'm trying to get a hold mm. of. Oh, that'd be great. I, I have the Hitler's, Hitler's Black, Black Soldiers. Book. I haven't read it yet, but, yeah. It's the well, title. There, were over, a, the there were over a million volunteers, all volunteers in the, in the Waffen-SS uh, that were different nations. And, yes, there were black nations. The Free Arabia Division was the one that comes to mind. I was a part of the Africa Corps. Uh, they, they were all black, you know. So I, I don't... Yeah, we're, we're yeah. when you start learning truths like that, out you just find every single narrative they have about Germany during World War II uh, just falls apart, just completely right. falls apart. They don't have any power. That one comes all. out, and the whole house of cards comes crashing down. It does. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that one is a huge. Yeah, it's a big one. You know, <laughs> the whole World War II thing is central to every to everything now because the the Jews, as we know, are all holding the world hostage over an event that never happened. So the they've got us all right now. Yeah, they got Googled, the whole world. I Googled 
I Googled it. I Googled Hitler's black soldiers. And what's the first thing that comes up from Wikipedia? Persecution of black people in Nazi Germany. Blah, blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Which is actually crap. completely disproven that there was, they were treated better than they were in, 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 America. in America, especially in the South yep. and stuff. They were treated better was in Germany. The FDR was way racist, better. Right? Remember that whole thing? Right. Jesse, way better. Jesse right. Owens? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Jesse Owens used to carry a picture of Hitler in his in his pocket the rest of his life. He carried a picture of Hitler with him. And Jesse yeah. Owens did. Jesse, Jesse Owens, Owens told yeah. a much different story of about Hitler than you. you that, that's not popularized, of course. You know, no, right. but they had you to make a stupid movie. Hitler, Adolf Hitler shook Jesse Owens' hand, and he says this in his own autobiography. It wasn't Hitler that stifled him. It was Theodore Roosevelt at the time. Well, he didn't shake his hand, right. but they, they definitely had uh, – they, they I don't Got think they actually met face-to-face. But then that doesn't really but matter. They they, 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 we, we all know the Germans weren't – they weren't racist. We know it's they all not racist. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is, this, is that Germany um, – what was I going to say? Uh, Germany oh. – Never go ahead. I just had a brain fart. Go ahead. No, it takes some time, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, when, well, when you thought, when you remember it, could go in. We're not. Yeah, we're, we're just yeah. kind of riffing about World War Two now. You know, we've been talking about a lot of stuff already. It's toward the end of the show, so, and we're definitely going to have you back on. I would love, I'd love to have you back on as often as you, you know, can and come on and contribute. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. We love, we love to have your perspective on stuff. Oh, and, you know, tell us how you're dealing with all this. That we're you know it's it's crazy times. It's just so freaking absurd and surreal now. All the things that are going on. It's chaos. It's organized chaos. Order at tail. Illuminati Freemason Jewish clique. Yeah. That's Order at tail. Yeah. yeah. Or chaos. Right. Yeah. Whatever. However you pronounce it. Yeah. Chaos. Chow. C H A O. Michael Jones I was asking him if the Trump yeah. you know going after Antifa thing is an ordo yeah. chow thing he didn't really you know answer I mean? that right he didn't, he, he didn't I don't know if he didn't understand my question or or, or I, well you, I, I think just, you asked a couple different part questions and he just took, he took I, part, I thought he answered you know. it pretty well though I think Antifa he said no well you said you said, is it going to come up after, is it a pretext to start coming after nationalists, basically, is what you were asking. And um, uh, he said no. Yeah. He, he, he said well, it wasn't going to be. The, the, Jew, the Jewish power definitely wants it, wants wants him to come after absolutely. the terrorists. Absolutely. Yeah. So I didn't really think that that was a ridiculous. That's why I think he might have been. I don't think it's ridiculous at all. It was a good question, you know. I said mm-hmm. he he was he's brilliant. It was great to have money, but that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything he says. No, I'll ask him that That's again. True about later. anybody. True about anybody. We were just trying. To, we were getting through so many different questions. Oh, so there's so what much. Other... We could have kept throwing it at him. He stayed on the whole so, hour. That was great. Let's, let's get, yeah. Let's um, Darnell. I want to give you the floor for a little bit and just whatever you yeah. want to talk about. Okay. Um, Black Lives Matter, we talked about that. Um, Jewish Atlanta slave trade, we talked about that. Um, civil rights, we talked about the connections with the Jews, NAACP. Um, let's see. Jews in the media. Oh, yeah. Here's a good one. Um, speaking of what's going on right now with George Floyd, I just want to point out there's actually a constant problem, reaction, solution method to what's in the media, starting with the Rodney King beating, right? You ever notice that it's always a black person? who's being assaulted or victimized by a white cop 
and it's always the reaction of riots and protests and all that. It's the same primary action solution method that the Jews are implementing. So with that is going on, they want blacks to be so pissed off to the point where they cause an insurmountable amount of chaos so they can usher martial law. So we basically in general oh, yeah. are definitely paused for the Jews right now. I mean, they know how do we think, you know? Yeah, that's the, and that's what I was getting at in my questioning, Michael Jones, uh, uh, showing martial law. And so who right. control, who's going to control the martial law, right? Is it going to be the Trump Zionist or is it going to be the, the no, the Antifa globalist? I guess. Um, I, it's just a mess. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys really, I don't think we're going to, uh, I don't know, Marshall. It doesn't Law, matter, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, no, I don't think it's going to happen on Trump's side, though, but it will happen uh, once Trump gets out of office. And not sense in that. You know, I'm not 100% sure. Right. But yeah. I do believe that right. something's going to happen so big after Trump leaves office, perhaps we get another Democrat, uh, Jewish president, or someone who is connected with the Jewish groups. They're going to orchestrate something so large and so massive that they will have to, um, it's going to be so chaotic to the point where they're going to issue usher in martial law. And I don't think that the soldiers that are going to be, um, who are part of martial law will be our soldiers for some reason. Uh, I got a feeling right. about that. You know, I'm not hundred percent sure, but yeah. it has to be some of oh, the UN. They and... had the, the advertisement for the UN soldier for disarmament soldier. It was uh, just uh, earlier yeah. at the end of 2019. There was the, uh, or the beginning of 2020. Well, they, they hey, put this fellas, remember, right now, we still, we still have the First Amendment. We still have the Second Amendment for right now. Those are the only things that's holding us all together. And until they can take those down, and, and which they're under constant attack, bombardment, 24-7, yeah. to, to just remove both of those things from our, that's yeah. still, the only thing that makes America great in my mind is that we have the first and second amendment. And that is yep. by definition, our greatness. That's where it comes from. Nowhere else. Because under the, everything else is just a bunch of bullshit slogans. We're not, we're not like some, you know, righteous place in the world. Not at all. You know? Well, we're always mm-hmm. going to have that because we're, we're, the, we, the people are going to start standing Absolutely. up and taking control. Um, we're that's not going to have to happen. But how do you do that? Time is over. No, how do you go to the local meeting like you were talking about, Willie? Will, Will how do you do that? How do you finish, go to that meeting? Finish. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, so and we're constantly that. reacting all the time. We're co- right. Let me, let me just, we're always doing we're the constantly. Yes, Greg, Greg, let me finish. Greg, okay. So we're, <laughs> all... <laughs> go ahead. So we are constantly in reaction mode to this prodding, this Pavlovian prodding that keeps, uh, and it's the same pattern, just like Darnell mentioned, it's the same pattern over and over and over again, and we keep just reacting to it. It's time for us to say, right. your government is illegitimate. I mean, you, you're, 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 get funny. you're getting rid of your police completely, and you're, you're doing the most heinous acts. Nobody's you're getting rid of the police. You don't, so you, you want to come in, make me wear a mask, give me a vaccine. You're, you're illegitimate and you need to be arrested. Right. So that's, that's where we're Jones at. Was saying that's so happening. This, this is, and so if you are in a, there have been an eruption of second amendment sanctuary counties that have popped up all over Virginia. Almost every single yeah. county in Virginia is a two a sanctuary County now, thanks to what happened when the Democrats flipped the state legislature, which was, you know, probably totally corrupt and how they did that, gerrymandering and whatnot, changing state, uh, sustaining county lines and whatnot. You know, three, 
three counties up there just dominating everything and the people, the right of the people, and then mass immigration coming in and just getting overrun. They're also building up all of these um, apartment complexes everywhere. You see them everywhere you go, all this new construction, these oh, giant mega so around here where I live. Megalithic. And so I everywhere. was moving there, right? Is that the immigrants from different, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's basically like, oh, you guys have historically always been, you know, conservative. Not anymore. We're moving the corporations that run the world are moving in. Uh, immigrants from all over don't have anything to do with your culture. Nothing to do with your history. Don't care about you. You know, it's uh, and they're not bad people. They're just, you know, you're just going to get overrun. And well, look at Minnesota right now. It's overrun with Somalians, right? Isn't that what the yeah. main uh, there now? And it's a complete mess. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, it is. Well, I, I want to ask, yeah, ask Darnell about uh, Elon Omar. Um, but before I do, let me just finish and answer your question. So what we do is if we're in one of those two A sanctuary counties, we, 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 we get in touch with the county commissioners that drafted the revolution. There should be like right. four or five of them, something like that. You can email right. them and tell them, thank you so much for doing that. They will be so happy to hear from you. They will be like, nobody county ever emails me and thanks me for, yes, the county commissioners, the ones that are kind of in charge um, of, the, of the entire county. And if they if they declared the, the Second Amendment sanctuary, because that's blown up all over the and we forsake these people for doing that. And we don't reach out to them and tell them, you know, give them a pat them back and good job and go down to one of the uh, town hall meetings that they have and, and voice our concerns to them and tell them, thank you so much. Then we're going to lose because all we're doing is complaining okay. on Facebook. We all have right. to get involved on that level. You have to go to your sheriff's office. And you have to talk to them. Um, it could be if they're if they're in support, right? If if it's like okay, you're, you're kind of dead in the water, you might. Problem we've been talking about from the beginning. How do you bring up the JQ with any of them? You can. Oh, well, you'll have to get to that. No, well, you can get to that when you get to know somebody a little better. I don't ah, think you can just bring it up right away. Of the time. You can't. No, you can't right. do that right off the bat. Absolutely. You have not. to develop that's, a relationship. Okay, that's a great. Prefer. That's a great point. So it can be done. Yeah. You can't go to the restaurant and talk to the waitress and the waiter and be like, yo, it's Jews. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. You can't do it. It's not yeah. crazy. <laughs> so crazy. If that's the case, we have to create our own uh, media system. We have to create our own platform. Uh, BitChute yes. uh, is uh, just like Great answer. So we can start. Yep. We start with BitChute. I'll look at BitChute. And it has to be safeguarded. Yeah. yeah. Safeguard, but it has to be, we have to be strategic, First too. Amendment. We have to create our own. Um, we have to be. We have to create our own media platform. We have to buy our own cameras. You know, get our own uh, reporters, or do the research ourselves, and then become the reporters, right? and then send our missions out there. That is my idea. Well, okay, that's a great idea, and I, I'm with you on that idea. I love your idea. Got my own reporters, our own everything. Um, you start thinking about that. That's a, because I, I actually have a friend who's got a bunch of TV, like YouTube gear. I bet I could borrow it. But I've never done anything with video. Oh, it's all right. We can all learn, you know. Yeah. We can all learn. But it's, uh, you know, something. You're right. That's the kind of thing we have to do. Well, the theme of the show here, as always, is don't believe what you're not allowed to question. We're still running into the same problem, though. How do you identify a pro? How do you fix a problem you're not allowed to identify? Because we can't identify it. And that's what we're working on is try to be able to identify the problem and how to do it. Willie just came up with a good solution. You get to know the city uh, commissioners, the county commissioners, get to know them and then start dropping some red pills, you know, about Jews and stuff. But that's, that's a lot you of work. You could maybe start that's with the Fed. 
and usury. You could probably start with the Fed yeah. and usury yeah, yeah, interest yeah, 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 that's true. and all that kind of but stuff. Always and starting our own economy. It really starting the, your own in trading. Uh, you know, I, I don't right. really know how it's going to work exactly. I haven't figured this out yet, but um, right. how you're going to establish a local economy that is that that is disconnected from this illegitimate, you know, criminal um, economy that runs the world right now. Yeah. So you, you first have to identify it as illegitimate and criminal. And you know, when you talk to people, um, that's that's what so you refer to it as. We're going to work on that because that's how, what it how is. to identify these problems. You know, it was a great show, though. It's getting getting little. It's getting towards the end here. Um, hey, Richard, are you there? Richard, 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 Richard. He fell asleep. He's not asleep on the switch. Yeah. Hey, you're Hey, but you know, we, we want to thank Dr. E. Michael Jones tonight. What an amazing interview he is. And then we want to thank Darnell Givens, who's called in. We're going to definitely have Darnell back. Um, to, to contribute to us, and uh, he had a real good idea about you know journalists how we could become more journalistic with it, and start doing our own videos and start doing things like that. That's you know this is falling dominoes where you're not you don't question ask excuse me don't believe don't question don't believe what you're not allowed to question. So what I, that's you know so what do you guys think? Did we have a good show. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah, thank you, Darnell, for coming on the show. It was great. Talk yeah, man. You. Definitely, yeah, no Darnell. You know, and we're not know you. your, your friends and your local. You, you, the most precious resource you have are your comrades, in, in lack of a better term, but your your friends in your um, in your locality, right? That you can sit down and talk to face to face and love about this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that's, a, that's all really great, great idea. Actually, that's make, that's how you become very proactive with this. If you don't live in a two A sanctuary county, move to one, and help yeah. because this is this is serious. It, you know, yeah, know. that's serious. Yeah, it is serious. You guys. It is. Everything's going serious now. You know, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is serious. Crazy crazy. This is serious serious stuff. I I pretty much. I had a great time. I'm pretty much uh, uh, that's it. So I'm pretty much out, you guys. So we All will right. do it again next week. We're oh, next week we have Monica Schaefer on. Oh wow, that's going to be something else, right, Will? Yeah. Yes, it is. Right, Darnell. You know Monica Schaefer? Um, you know, no, I'm, I have not heard of her. Let me okay. give a little. Yeah. So she and her brother gave. They went to Germany and they gave a presentation to their family, and there were cousins there and everything. And it was called, Mom, I'm sorry, I was wrong about the Holocaust. And and it was, I think they were sort of apologizing because Mom had the different perspective that, you know, wasn't the mainstream perspective on it. And she was apologizing and conceding. Uh, I, she, she, I, could be, I could be wrong about this. I think that's what it was. But anyway, it was against the law in Germany to deny the Holocaust or even question it. So she was put in, she and her brother were thrown in jail in Germany. She was there for nine months, um, and her brother is still there. And this was still there right now, rotting in a jail cell for hoax cost denial. This is, it's a travesty of justice. I'm going to get real emotional. I'm going to get crazy about this. That's next week's show. I'm already getting fired up. I'm already ready to (laughs) start spitting, spitting venom and spitting fire at these, 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 oh my God, I'm going to start sounding like Joseph Goebbels. 
I start going off here in a second. You know, <laughs> these these uh, starting out these, these demonic Jews. She has a great uh, on uh, Erica Sari, the Citizen Reporter. Yeah. She has Love this her. interview with Monica awesome. that is just so awesome. She's interviewed with um, Dennis um, Wise too. Erica. Yeah, Sari. Oh, that's that's how yeah. I'm trying oh, to get yeah. Dennis on the show. I talked I yeah. about several interviews with with Eric with 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 Dennis Wise. Several of them. Yes, I asked. Her, that's oh. how I got. I asked Erica for, for if, if we could, you know, if you, she she would put in a good word for us. That's what I did. And she said she would. So we got to we got to say something to her about that about getting Dennis on. You know, mm. definitely. Okay, everybody. Well, don't believe what you're not allowed to question. Peace out. Da, da, Peace da, out. Da, da, da. Thank <laughs> you.